Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. A few months ago, we played a short scenario entitled Castaway Island. Shortly thereafter, we asked the author, Tyler Hudak, if he would like to run a game for us, and he graciously accepted. Our scenario is called The Seventh Circle. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and Tyler Hudak will be our game master. This is episode one. But before we turn the floor over to Tyler, let's introduce our players. Uh, Jerry, introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your character. Irene Brownstone, she's 27, a parapsychologist. Thank Jen. Alright, we're playing Karen Archer. She is a TV journalist, 36. She is one of the only Americans in the crew. Cool. Sean? Sean? Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Little. I'm playing Dave Sterling, the host of the show. You might remember me from oh, back in the 90s when we used to run a video show called Spincasters, but uh, wow, that's where you remember me from. Uh, Thomas? Hi everyone, my name is William Preston. I'm a line producer on Loan Out from Entertainment One. The studios brought me on to look into discrepancies within the budget. So I'm just really here to stay in the shadows, ask some questions, take some notes. Mick? Uh, you are me. <clears throat> I'm Donald Mackay. I'm a cameraman. I'm 36 years old. And uh, I'm quite looking forward to this episode because uh, I was actually born near here in Leg. So uh, after this, I might go and visit my granny. Cool. And I will be playing Yanto uh, Moss. I am from Cardiff and uh, in Wales. I'm 28 years old and I am the producer of the show. Uh, and with that, let's turn things over to, to Tyler. Uh, the players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Excellent. So, like you all said, that you are uh, members of a crew of The Other Side, a paranormal investigative show. Yeah, um, just since you're the pro producer, why don't you describe the show a, a little bit? Well, it's uh, perhaps one of those uh, rather popular <clears throat> ghost hunting shows. Uh, we've uh, traveled uh, around the world looking for places uh, that are haunted and um, and uh, it's uh, it's done pretty well so far I believe we are in our seventh season And hoping for three more at least. Yes, and it is for that exact reason why you are brought into the um, director of programming's office. Uh, we'll say that you're based in London, or the, the, the studio is based in London, um, and you're brought, all of you are brought into uh, Terence Stone's office. He's the director of programming. You have all interfaced with him before. He is a very uh, steel-faced man who really just cares about ratings and money doesn't care about creativity he doesn't care what you guys do as long as you bring in the audience um, 
And you're not done with the uh, seventh season yet. In fact, you um, have been trying to get into the Tower of London for your season finale. Um, but there have been budget issues, scheduling issues. And so you're really hoping that Terrence is bringing you here to tell you all that he got the Tower of London and you're good to go because it's going to be your biggest finale yet. No, oh, of course. Of course we've been having issues and of course he's the, he's the reason behind them. What else is new? Well, we've tried very hard to negotiate. But uh, we'll see what the, uh, hopefully the, the news is very good. Hmm. Keep your fingers so, crossed. <laughs> so very early in the morning, uh, 8, 9 a.m., you're brought into Terrence's office. It's a very large office overlooking the lobby of the building. Uh, there, You find him sitting there at this very large modern desk with a touchscreen computer kind of built into the desk. Uh, and there are eight high-backed chairs, executive meeting chairs, kind of placed in a semicircle around his, uh, his desk. Uh, his uh, secretary, Sharon, uh, invites you all in, sits you down, and you immediately notice um, that there are two additional people in the room with you, uh, two women. Um, whom you don't recognize. One looks to be uh, in her late 40s, uh, nicely dressed. Uh, the other one you can immediately tell just from the way that she's dressed and her, her demeanor and attitude that she's a lawyer. Hmm. Um, Terrence invites you oh, to sit boy. down and immediately uh, welcomes you and introduces Audrey Gloss, who is the 40-ish uh, 40, uh, 40 uh, woman uh, and Valerie Irvine, who is her lawyer. Um, yeah, he welcomes Hello, you. Make sure you have coffee and. Not nice in there. Good morning. Good to meet you. I'm sorry. What position is Audrey Gloss? Did you say? Uh, you don't know her. You actually don't know either of these women. Okay. Um, this is the the first time that you're seeing them. Um, as you sit down, uh, Terrence, uh, Mr. Stone, uh, thanks you all for coming. Uh, and again, he introduces Audrey and Valerie. Uh, and then he starts talking about, you know, we're, we're in our seventh season. We've been doing really well. You guys have been doing really great on the ratings. Um, William, William's here. Don't, he's, it's a, just a precaution from, from up above. Nothing you need to worry about. There have just been some glitches in uh, the finances, but, but it's okay. We think we're good. Um, unfortunately, because of that, um, because of these financial glitches, the Tower of London episode is, is just out of reach. Uh, we're not going to be able to do it for the season finale this season. Told you so. That was like uh, three weeks of negotiation. I figured. Well, we think that with the budget being the way it is, uh, the Tower of London is unreasonable at best anyways. Isn't that right, sir? Yes, uh, unfortunately, that is the case. Um, however, I do have good news. Uh, Ms. Gloss and, and Ms. Irvine here um, have graciously uh, come to uh, the station and for this show with an opportunity that will make things a lot easier for next season uh, in regards to uh, the Tower of London and a number of other locations that you want to film at. Uh, and at this point, he uh, kind of <clears throat> points to uh, Audrey Gloss uh, and she begins uh, speaking. 
Um, she starts talking. She's uh, actually a uh, relatively um, confident uh, woman. You can tell off the bat. And actually, everybody, give me a idea roll. Fail. Yes. Pass. Made it. It's a hard, hard pass. So, from for, for those of you who made it there's been this nagging feeling in the back of your head that you know her from somewhere, you know, Audrey Gloss from somewhere. Um, and it finally dawns on you that you remember that six or seven, maybe eight years ago, she was in the news um, because her husband, uh, Nathan Gloss, who, who was a famous architect, uh, went missing. Um, you, you don't quite remember the details surrounding it, but, but you know that, that you know she was involved in in that you know they they were in a divorce or something like that when when he went missing and so that you know there's all the speculation um but that that's where you know her from <clears throat> um but audrey begins speaking and basically says that you know uh some of you she says some of you may know me um you may know me from from my husband nathan uh who disappeared uh almost exactly eight years ago now Oh, I do remember that. Yes, yes. It was a, a horrible time. Oh, that's um, your job. I never. Uh, sorry. I said, now that you've jogged my memory, I do remember you. Yeah, well, it it was in all the papers. You, you know how papers can blow things out of proportion. It's it's a time in my life that I'm trying to put behind me, and that is part of the reason why I'm here. Um, you see, I have a house on the market um, that I'm trying to sell. And uh, I came up with the idea, and my lawyer here, uh, Miss Irvine, uh, agrees with me that because the uh, because the house is in a very unique location, that it would uh, be beneficial if we got some advertising of it. And because it's in this unique location, it is uniquely suited for for your show. She says, you know, let me let me explain a little bit. She says, have you ever heard of the island? Uh, uh, Aileen Moore. It's uh, in, oh, it's in the Scotland. Can't, can't yes, say I yes, yeah, I yes. Know it. It's uh, west of um, uh, west of Scotland. Uh, it's a fairly small island that my husband uh, Nathan took uh, an interest in a number of years ago when he was hired to build a house on there. <laughs> uh, and though through the finances. Uh, and the way that it went, um, it was in Nathan's name when he disappeared. And so, uh, unfortunately, um, because uh, we were in the midst of a divorce then, um, we couldn't do anything with the house until now because uh, as of last week, he has been declared dead in absentia. He's been gone for uh, eight years, which is what the law requires. However, we're trying to, to sell this house. And, and as you can imagine, being in such a unique location that the house does um, not get a lot of buyers, uh, especially for, for the price that it is. So what we've done is we uh, would like you to investigate the house. Um, the island is reputed to be haunted. Uh, there are uh, many different uh, legends surrounding it, um, especially in regards to uh, the lighthouse on there, which uh, I, I I don't know the, the exact details, but I believe some people went missing uh, in the early 1900s. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure you guys will, will know more about that from me, but but we have uh, secured permission for you to investigate the, the lighthouse, to make it look like you're investigating the lighthouse and, and not being a blatant advertisement for the house. 
I would uh, I would think that uh, if you were trying to sell the house, the publicity of it being haunted may hinder some people and uh, help some others, but... Uh, Might make me want to buy it. <laughs> she says, you know, I, what I've been told uh, by many realtors is that any publicity is good publicity, especially when we're trying to sell uh, a house such as this. And, and really, um, and, and at this point, uh, Stone speaks up and he says, in, you know, really, you, you wouldn't be investigating the house per se. Uh, you'd be investigating the lighthouse, which was the source of the, the disappearances uh, early on uh, in, in the 1900s. But um, we, we want you to, you know, make sure that you get shots of the house. Uh, you can go in it. Audrey here has the keys um, for the house for you to go in. And you can, you know, just make sure you get shots of it and inside and, you know, do what you guys do best. Uh, um, you know, make it look like it's haunted. I, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your jobs or I'm not trying to mess with your integrity uh, of, of the show. Um, but come on, let's face it. Uh, we all know that there, the, there are some camera tricks that we pull. Uh, Ianto, remember in Boston? Uh, yes, of course. Of, um, uh, Karen. Yes, we can always. As long as the information doesn't leave this room. Uh, of course not, absolutely. Um, um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, is there a town nearby? Will we be staying at the house or will we be staying elsewhere? No, yeah, the house hasn't been lived in in at least uh, eight years. So uh, I... Audrey says that uh, I, I would not recommend uh, staying there. We, we've set you up at a, a place um, just uh, uh, on the coast, about 20 miles away, uh, mm. called uh, Stornoway. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, uh, Carloway. All right, all right. Well, you know, what I would be interested in is possibly getting your, your take on this. It was, it was Aubrey, correct, Audrey? Audrey, yes. Um, maybe we could do a little bit of an interview inside the house proper and get some shots of the inside and outside of the house that way. Uh, she says, absolutely. I, I won't be accompanying you. Um, I, I have the keys here for, for you to go in. Honestly, I really don't want to go there. It reminds me too much of my husband and the, the, the anger and the feelings from the divorce keep bubbling up. I just, I just want to get rid of it. Uh, I'm basically giving you all a, um, uh, carte blanche to do whatever you want within reason at the house. Obviously, you know, no destruction can take place of the house because we, we obviously want to sell it, but... Of course. Right. I think that you can rest assured that we will do our best to help as much as we can. And it should be quite interesting because your house should at this point be completely filled with uh, dust and cobwebs, which are we won't have to import them from abroad. Yes, it'll look quite eerie, quite frightening. Plus, a, uh, a lovely old lighthouse is always a, a very large creep factor. Yes, I, I believe I should start working on the budget immediately. She, uh, Audrey just kind of smiles and, and thanks you and... Um, 
at this point, uh, Terrence uh, stands up and says, well, I, you know, I don't want to keep uh, Ms. Irvine and Ms. Glass uh, too long. Um, I believe we have all the information that we have. Uh, yeah, and ladies, we will be in contact with you once we are uh, done with um, uh, the show. Um, and they, they begin to walk out unless you, anybody wants to, to stop them quickly. Hmm. Um, um, uh, before you leave, um, uh, Callaway, is it, uh, is it a large town or a very small one? Uh, it's, it's fairly small. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's a huge town. Uh, it's a nice, you know, uh, Scottish village on, on the sea. Well, we're going to have to find a place where we can do a lot of uh, oh, research. That, that has already been taken care of. Um, Terrence uh, tells you that uh, you've actually already been booked into the Great Northwestern Hotel there. And that was actually the last place that uh, Nathan Gloss uh, stayed at before uh, he went over to the island. I see. Uh, but actually, I was speaking of research. Uh, we're going to be able to do a bit of research before we, we put together our show. Um, do you know what the nearest uh, large library would be? Uh, she says, uh, unfortunately, I don't. I, I know that, she says, I, I want to say that one of the, the men who work at the Great Northwestern Hotel, his name escapes me, but he's the bartender there. He, he's actually a, uh, a popular uh, author of folklore. Ah, excellent. Um, says that he, he should be able to give you information. Um, she says, I, uh, other than that, I, I apologize. It's been almost, you know, almost 10 years that, since I've been there. Excellent. Interesting. We're definitely going to need to talk with him then. Get some footage of him, explain some of the local legends. Get as much background material as we can possibly get. Oh, yes, of course. It's a good footage as well. Does the town have uh, Wi-Fi? Does the lodgings that the crew will be staying in have Wi-Fi? Yeah, I need to know that. Uh, yes, I believe that they do. You should have no problem getting hooked up uh, for what you need. Perfect. And I write that down. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Preston, have you ever been to uh, northern Scotland? Uh, says, uh, no, I, I haven't. Oh. Oh, I think he was talking to... to I was talking to... Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. That's okay. Uh, I've done many shoots in southern Canada, uh, northern Washington, Colorado. Uh, hmm. I'm quite familiar with roughing it. And I smile. Uh, I say, but, like I said, my job is mainly just to oversee. Isn't that right, sir? And I look to the director. Well, please don't be too disappointed if they don't have Wi-Fi. But... Uh, with any luck. Uh, and I just keep smiling at you, but I, I, I'm, I'm writing as I, I'm looking. Hmm. I just kind of look him over and I, uh, I, can, I can kind of feel the tension that is between him and Ianto at this point. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, okay, yeah, this is either going to end in a complete breakdown or one of those two getting together with each other. There's only two ways this can end. Mm. Getting together. Mm. With that... Uh, of course, this is all 
with that, Valerie Irvine, uh, the lawyer, just kind of looks at her watch and says, well, if you'll excuse us all, we, we have other appointments that we need to sign. Uh, it was very nice to meet you. Says, uh, you, you as well. Uh, Valerie says, uh, if you do need anything legally, I will be in town for the next day. Mr. Stone here knows how to contact me. Very well. Excellent. All right, thank you. Um, and as they walk out, uh, Terrence uh, kind of waits for them to leave and shut the door, and he sits back down, uh, and he says, I know this is a little bit unusual for, for the way that we, we go about things. Uh, you know, we typically have let you uh, all pick where you want to, to go. Uh -huh. uh, but he says, but let, let me put it like this. Uh, Miss Gloss, in, in exchange for allowing us to, uh, or basically giving her free advertising for her house, is giving us a percentage of the, the sale, or the profits of the sale. Uh, and the, the house, the asking price is 1.5 million pounds. Mm. So if it goes for at least that, we will have enough to fund the Tower of London episodes as well as a number of others for next season. Uh, well, probably even the season after that. Personally, it sounds a, to me like um, we, will, we will be able to put on a rather, rather nice show there. However, I doubt seriously that anybody's going to want to move that far north in Scotland and live in what might amount to being all by oneself. Yeah. Only crazy people do things like that. And crazy people have money. <laughs> It depends. It depends. I mean, you do have your occasional, I don't know, some, some big wig up in his ivory tower or something who wants to move out someplace that secluded or somebody who likes their privacy. Well, secluded is one thing, but without, without modern amenities. Um, well, I could surely get those installed. The fact that, as I say, uh, only a crazy person would live out there might be exactly what sells the place. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Um, how are we going? Are we uh, driving or are we uh, taking uh, the train or flying? Tell me it's not a bus. Yes, we're no. not going to take a oh, bus. Oh, God, not buses. I will says, never do a bus again. No, you know, fortunately, we were able to get you on a flight uh, that will drop you off in uh, Stornoway, uh, which is on the east side of Scotland, and it's just a, uh, a short drive. Uh, from Stornoway to Carloway. Um, we're, we're having you go to Stornoway uh, because um, the builder of, uh, of the house uh, is there and uh, you, you may want to interview him, I don't know. You know, we're just, that's where the planes go and so you have a rental car from there to, to Carloway and then from Carloway it is uh, really up to you how you want to get to the island. We have the funds to rent a boat for you uh, which is probably going to be the easiest way. Ah, so, right. so her husband was the architect. Yes. But the man who builds the home is in Stoneway. Yes. And she's loaded and single now. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as of last week, uh, yes, she is. You know, a little it, more it, than it, her being loaded and single, I think. Maybe, she, maybe she's... Uh, you know, maybe she's been dating uh, the engineer or whoever built the place on the side. You never know. You never know. Uh, now that she's left the room, I find it difficult to remember exactly what she looks like. Perhaps we could try to remember. <laughs> Was she attractive? Was she? she has a, 
Oh yeah. She has a very forgettable face. <laughs> yeah, she she was quite attractive. That's why she does not work in our job. Mm. Sorry, sometimes I find it difficult to know whether the lady folk are in fact attractive or not. This is a personal problem. Uh, I'm going to take this kind of lull in the conversation to stand up and say, well, Mr. Stone, if uh, I'm no longer needed, I'll be getting started on those location waivers and, of course, overlooking the budget that Mr. Moss produces. And I smile. All the exciting stuff. I look, I look forward to your assistance. Well, thank you. Just so you know, Mr. Moss, grip trucks and generators have already been provided, so they'll be on site when we land. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I, I nod and I smile at Mr. Stone and I leave the room. What about catering? I don't know what the food's like up there. It's not oh, like yeah, good question. Probably, Who is catering? Probably sheep-based. Sheep, beans on toast, tea. We need other stuff. What are, what are sheep beans? No, sheep or beans. I'll have hula hoops on. I was going to say, I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. I need more coffee and I pour myself more coffee. Sheep beans. Don't Sounds laugh. Sounds like a euphemism. Okay, you know, at least I... You know, at least I wasn't the one who got startled by a rat and started screaming about Brown Jenkins when it was a rat like this big. Ah, that's a brilliant move, sorry. Uh, Terence, um, where are we leaving? You will be leaving in two days. Um, so you have um, that amount of time to get whatever... Uh, equipment you need, any research you need to do in town, uh, and then head off. Yes, All we right. should probably research well, the, the architect. Yeah, I, I agree. We should be sure the architect, the town, and the uh, island of Eileen Moore. See what else that the architect has built, what his style is. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, wait. Uh, the architect didn't actually build the lighthouse. We need to find out more about the lighthouse. Yeah, we do need to look into the lighthouse. I, I can tell you about the lighthouse. Have you been there? Never, I've yeah, never been there, Donnie. but every, every, everyone up there knows about the lighthouse. It's famous. Uh. Well, I don't know the whole story, but all I know is that the, they all disappeared and they left half-eaten meals and the whole place was running like they just disappeared. Yes, but isn't it quite quite common for if people were to go outside during a storm that they would just oh, suddenly that's, that's, drop that's, 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 that's what they say they, they, they say they, they went out to rescue a boat or something and got washed off or, or went, went to um, fix a, a jetty or something and got washed yes. off was another thing I heard couldn't possibly be an easier a very safe life I know when I was a kid they based an episode of Doctor Who on it I remember that's, that's, that. That's, 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 why we all knew, that's why we all knew about it at school. Interesting. I saw that one with those the Ruton things. Yeah, the big the, the big green uh, brain yeah. thing. Yes, that green thing. <laughs> Chase them up the stairs. Suppose, you don't suppose that's where uh, Miss Glass's husband disappeared at? Was in the lighthouse proper? Do you? Can't see him being in a lighthouse these days. They're all automated, I think. So, for those of you who made your idea rolls, you, you kind of remember that he, along with a number of others, um, 
were heading back from the island uh, and there was a boat accident or, or something like that. that oh. At least that's what was reported. You just barely remember this. You know, we should find this place on the map. Take a look at it. Good idea. I believe I have my eyes. We'll do that while we're researching it. Oh my god, it really is remote. Oh, it's, yes, it's just there, look, that, that wee dot, just out to the west of, of Harris. It's all the way out barely in see it. Bumfuck nowhere, basically. I haven't, I haven't looked outside lately. What's the weather like? What, what time of year is it? <laughs> uh, what time of year do you want it to be? Summer. Okay. <laughs> Mick, what time of year do we want it to be? Yeah, yeah, you want it to be summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to come over here in the winter. <laughs> so those of you who insane. <laughs> so you can kind of see where the Isle of Lewis is uh, uh, in the upper left, um, and then uh, the uh, Elaine Moore is in the Flannan Islands, which is about 20 miles or so west of Carloway. And it's one of the, uh, one of a group of seven islands. And it's on Flan, if, uh, it, 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 there's a group of islands and one of them is? Yes. Eileen Moore. Yes. I see, so it's like a little key or like a little, uh, little uh, archipelago up there. Yes, it's, um, the the island um, is the, the largest of the seven there, but even with that, it's probably about 30 acres large. So not very, uh, not a very big so island. Tiny. Yes. Huh. Interesting. I see it's there at the top. Yes. I, I noticed, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Oh, great. I have to admit that I'm not familiar with Gaelic. Um, Eileen seems to be something that you hit, a, hit a, all those little islands started with Eileen. Is that maybe island? I, it probably does mean island. Someday we'll know. <laughs> Someday, but not today, Yanto. That, that is a good question that the keeper will look up at some point. Well, uh, uh, tenants, we've taken up enough of your time. Let's get started on this thing. He says, uh, yes, you know, you've got, uh, you know what your budgetary budgetary constraints are. Um, you know, the the more that we keep this in, in budget, the better, especially going forward. I, I must tell you, I'm not exactly pleased that Mr. Preston is here. It's difficult enough to do my job without having somebody looking over my shoulder it makes it more difficult for me to do my job efficiently. Just think of him as a, an assistant who's just monitoring everything that you're doing. There's, you have nothing to worry about. Hmm. Perhaps I should treat him like an assistant. Well, if he's going to be the assistant, maybe he could be the person who keeps our coffee topped up, huh? Oh. We're on the island. Oh. <laughs> 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 what about it, William? I, uh, I have a French press you can borrow. Coffee boy. Oh, William's not here. He left. No, I'm not here. But if we're in Britain, it's union rules. I can't touch coffee. That's a PA's job. 
Yes, I have to have a PA. Uh -huh. You can be the unofficial PA. You can pull some strings. Well, we'll, we'll toss that in. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, let's go. Am, am I going to have a sound man for this, or am I doing that again? It's everybody who's here is who's going. Plus one. Oh, great. So no, no sound man again. Great. I'm going on to my union rep about that. That's not, that's not good. Uh, right. So off to do the research. Donald, we'll we'll make sure that you are adequately compensated. We'll we'll make sure William gives you an extra cup of coffee. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you have uh, two days to to gather the equipment that you'll need. Uh, and do whatever research you want before you head off to uh, store and away. And I'm not exactly a researcher, so I have to put together the budget. Okay. I'll, I'll end up researching. I've done it before. I'll do it again. It's my job. I can oh, uh, research. I've got really good library. I, I have to imagine that uh, you know on a show, even you know, even though you've been going for so long, you this is you know pretty much your crew. So everybody's kind of. Pitches out or pitches in where 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 they can um, to make this right. better. Or right, Irene, you're going to be coming with me. We'll do research then. Okay. It's only going to take me half a day to put together the budget. I'm quite efficient. And if anybody asks, I'm quite efficient. Please. <laughs> okay. So. Um, All right. Karen and Irene, you you we'll start with you guys. You uh, you go off and you start doing research. What what specifically are you going to look into? The lighthouse. The lighthouse. Yeah, I agree. The lighthouse first. Okay, so you um, start. Uh, how how do you typically go and and do your your research? Well, well I'd assume normally we would uh, go online, do some library uh, work, uh, see if we can dig up anything in the newspapers. Actually, this being a lighthouse, it has to be run by somebody. Um, typically, um, it's a state agency that runs the lighthouses. So, give me a um, go ahead and give me a library use rule then. Oh yeah, easy. Oh yeah, yeah, same. So yeah, you do find out that the the lighthouse um, was uh, built in the uh, in the late 1890s, um, it was the first, um, it, it was originally put there because the, the, the islands around there are, are so dangerous, um, that there were a lot of shipwrecks and because of that, uh, the, the lighthouse was needed. Uh, it, originally it was uh, staffed by three people, um, at a time that would go for four week shifts. Uh, and then uh, be moved off. Um, the the lighthouse is now fully automated. Um, it has it's been fully automated since uh, the 80s. Uh, it was actually one of the last lighthouses that was uh, fully automated in in the British Isles. Um, with that, though, you know, as you uh, continue to do research, you do find out about the uh, the disappearances that occurred, uh, and in fact. 
strange affair at a lighthouse, three keepers disappear. Intimation has been received at the Northern Lighthouse Board, Inberg, of the loss of the lighthouse staff at the Flanahan Islands Lighthouse. The station was established in December last year and was staffed by four men, three taking duty and the other having relief. When the board steamer yesterday went to the islands to land the retrieving keeper, it was found that the three men last on duty had disappeared, leaving no trace. They are the principal keeper in Thomas Marshall and Donald MacArthur. The latter was an occasional keeper on duty in place of a sick member of the regular staff. It is surmised that they were, last they were swept away during the storm of last week, either when attempting to save a crane or when trying to render assistance to some vessel in distress. The relieving keeper and three other men have been temporarily left on the island, and no such incident has ever happened in the history of the White House board, and it is provident that it did not result in a disaster to any passing vessel. And then it explains what the Flannan Islands are. I'm having trouble reading that last bit. It's a little smudged. Uh, it says the Flannan Islands are a group of seven isles, 17 miles west of Lewis in the Hebrides. Hmm. Okay. Um, and, and with that, it's, it's actually quite easy to find a lot of the uh, folklore uh, about the, the lighthouse. Um, with the, the keepers disappearing, um, like uh, Donald uh, kind of said, you know, there are a lot of legends around it, some true, some not. It's really hard to tell which is which, which, is which. but the, um, the, uh, some of the folklore is that they were, uh, the, the doors to the lighthouse were locked. Um, and although nobody was inside, there were half eaten meals uh, that had been prepared, chairs knocked over, um, uh, and, and so on. Uh, and so it's a lot of the, the rumors around that are, you know, some people think that they just got swept away by a storm because there was a really bad storm going on uh, for those days. Um, others believe that there were uh, ghosts. Uh, supposedly there is a, a Viking ship that has been seen uh, sailing the waters there. And those who see it say that they see three men in oil skinned uh, slicks uh, on the, the Viking ship rowing it as well. Um, and others believe that uh, there is a race of little people that live on the island. Um, and that if you don't follow the, the, um, the rules of the little people that those who don't will disappear. And some people think that that's what happened to the, the three uh, men in the lighthouse. Interesting. So when they say little people, they mean like Faye, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, in fact, uh, give me, uh, you, you should give me an occult role. Ooh. Oh yeah, hard. Made it. Okay, so you uh, you do remember, uh, you know, hearing about this and um, the, 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 the Faye or the little people who supposedly live on the island, the, the surrounding, uh, the, the people who, who live in the surrounding areas uh, on the coast uh, will, if they do go there, they actually um, uh, will speak in a different dialect uh, in order to please the, the little people who are there. Um, so the, it's, uh, it's not a, a new superstition or folklore. It's been around for hundreds of years. Interesting. Okay, so um, Donald and, and Dave, uh, while, while they're researching this, what, what are you guys going to do? 
Um, I'm I'm just packing my bag and um, sorting out my equipment for the trip. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do any of the research because I'm, I'm I'm really annoyed that they haven't supplied me with a, a salman. So so what kind I of equipment? What kind of equipment um, would you normally be packing? Well, I'll I'll take the steady cam. You're always you're always all right with the steady cam. I mean, it's any, a bit heavy. Any any specific type of lights or, or anything like that for for shots? Um, just the usual, the standard. Um, we'll probably do some um, infrared stuff. Um, I mean, we're just we're primarily set up for night work, really, as as usual. Okay. Um, I'm not going to be taking a boom. We'll have to do it all on uh, clip mics and handheld mics because I'm not I'm not carrying a boom about not with okay. my back. And Dave, what about you? What what is the host doing? Well, my library skills are for someone who's inter as interested as I am in this kind of thing. My library skills are terrible, so. At most, I'm going to look, other than packing my bags and preparing my things and looking up the firearms laws of Scotland and flights and such, and the, the inability to get my friendly little protector over there, I'm going to uh, probably just look at my grandfather's old books, because he was an investigator, and see if he has anything in the general vicinity of northern Scotland of interest that he took a look at or was interested in, in case I wanted to do a little side poking around while I'm there. Generally, okay. that's it. Um, all right, go ahead and give me a uh, cultural then. Uh, that's a fail. Okay. So you don't find anything more than, uh, than Karen and um, Irene found. Uh, you, you pretty much find the same information. It's, it's pretty much common folklore. Um, but, to, but you're the show host. You are even a minor celebrity at least in your mind i'm sure that you're 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 much higher than b-list celebrities but but because you have you are a celebrity let's face it um you you kind of go around in in those circles um yep. and so you know you think you may be able to reach out to some of your upper class friends um because you think there you may have some friends in common between uh you and audrey glass that maybe you can get some information on Okay, that sounds reasonable. I, I was wondering, like, her, did she move in circles? Like, well, he was the architect, he was the, the doer of things. What she must have been doing things outside of that. Uh, so, like, on her own, I don't know whether she had a career of her own or whether she was, like, a philanthropist or something like that. So mm -hmm. maybe that's, a, that's an avenue of investigation for me. Okay. Uh, well, give me a, uh, give me a luck roll. Luck roll. Oh, where's my luck? Where's my luck on my sheet? Darn it. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a pass, yeah. Good pass. All right. So you remember that uh, you have a, a friend uh, by the name of uh, Paul Kramer. And uh, Paul is, uh, you remember at, at some point in the past that he name dropped that he knew Audrey and Nathan. Um, and so you think you could give him a call uh, and just kind of, you know, bounce some questions off him, maybe get some, some inside dirt on, on the pair or, or anything, you know, that was going on at the time. Because you weren't over here at the time, uh, really. Uh, so this all happened after you kind of met everyone. No. Okay. Okay. Well, definitely I'll ring him up as best. See, hopefully he's around. 
Okay. Um, so you, you give them a call. I'm not going to try to do British accent. I, you know, no. right. have a listening audience that I'm sure would cringe at. <laughs> um, but Paul answers, uh, says, Dave, I, I haven't heard from you in, in forever. How's it going? Ah, pretty good. The shows, um, you know, we're getting close to the end of the season, looking towards next season. Uh, we got, got a little sidetracked and we're heading over to Northern Scotland. And, um, you know, that guy, the architect guy that, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Nathan. yeah, Nathan, Nathan, uh, Nathan Gloss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I actually saw his uh, I guess now ex-wife um, uh, a couple uh, days ago at a party. Yeah, we're going to at a party. That's interesting. How long ago was that he disappeared? I uh, he disappeared. Um, wow, it's been eight years now. Um, yeah, it, it has to have been eight years because he was just declared uh, dead, uh, officially officially missing and dead. Um, did she seem like she was celebrating God? Um, uh, she was, uh, um, you know, she's, uh, you weren't around here for this, but they had a really nasty divorce. Um, and you know, I don't like to speak ill of, of the dead. Um, but he, uh, the rumors were that at the end of their marriage, he was, he was trying to, um, hide and kind of siphon money from her. Um, Get out. That's and, interesting. Yeah, in fact, there there were rumors that he he had gotten hired to to build some type of house or, or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, trying to remember who hired him. Um, uh, the guy's name I think was Patrick Raleigh. Patrick yeah, that's what it was there. Patrick Raleigh. Um, he had hired Nathan to uh, to build the house, um, but they made some arrangement where. Uh, Nathan had to pay for the for everything up front, and then once you know everything, once the house was built, Patrick would uh, would pay oh, him for it. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, Nathan, I remember him telling me one time that he loved this arrangement because it meant that Audrey would not get any of the money it would, when they went through the divorce. It would look like he was uh, like he was broke because he had to put so much money into the house. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, they they disappeared um, uh, before you know the money could make the transfer. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a really bad divorce. That's definitely interesting. I have to take a look into that a little more because we're going to take a look at her. She's trying to sell her house. Oh, okay. We're doing a, do a show uh, in the area. Uh, she seems to think the publicity, whether good or bad, will help sell the house because she must be having a little bit of trouble getting it on them getting it off the market. Yeah. I, I have to imagine that it, it, that would be a hard thing to sell being, being all the way out uh, on the aisles out there. But uh, you know, it sounds like fun. Uh, you know, I'm kind of jealous you get to go do this and get paid and you know, I'm sure you're getting all the, the ladies when you get back. Uh, you have to come. If you'll be back, uh, you know, next week, we're having a big party. You'll have to come over. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, send me the details. We'll uh, try definitely. to hook up with you. All right. Well, all right, I'll, t- I'll talk to you later then. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, bye. So he, he gives you that information. Um, some of this, uh, you know, you, you kind of remember uh, reading about in, in various papers, but uh, definitely not, a, you know, all the details weren't, weren't in the papers. Okay. Well, I'll do, I'll do a little bit of um, internet poking around, see if I can find out any more about the divorce and any, uh, any rumors and uh, that kind of thing that might be, I might've forgotten or might not, have, I might not have got from him. 
and then I'll sort of compile that for telling everyone else when I see them. Okay. Um, you know, give me, uh, go ahead and give me a library use role. Let's see. <laughs> or, or, or computer use, whichever is higher for you. Okay. Well, honestly, um, I'm at base for everything. Uh, base for both. Yeah. So I'm just, I fail on that. And let's try a computer fail. Yeah. So I'm really a schmoozer more, not a doer. Yeah. So unfortunately you, you don't find anything more. Okay. <clears throat> um, so going back to uh, William and Ianto, uh, you guys were are able, you know, to do your respective uh, uh, tasks, getting the budget together, um, you know, doing it, doing whatever uh, you had decided um, that you were pulling together before you left. Yes. Uh, and it only takes you a couple hours to do. So while you know the others are kind of off doing their thing, getting everything together, um, you two are free to do what you wish. Mr. Mr. Preston, would you like to take a look at this budget? Yes, and I uh, kind of lean across the table and I take it with one finger and I drag it to me. I begin uh, going over it um, and plugging in the numbers into like an Excel, uh, Excel spreadsheet. Um, and I say, so you've lived here all your life or? No, actually I'm from, I'm from Cardiff uh, in Wales, but uh, I, to be quite honest, I've spent the last 20 years traveling. Wait, how old am I? Yeah, I started when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent the last 10 years traveling all over the country doing this sort of thing, um, mostly for this, for, for this company, but uh, um, as you can see, my accent is kind of all over the place at this point. And I shrug when I say it's fine, and I, but I look at you and I say, and I not say you're, you're 28. That's an, that's impressive. You're one of the top producers for uh, for the television for a television show of uh, of a, and I kind of tilt my head. You're, smaller you're network. Kind. You're too kind. Yes. Uh, well, one must start. Uh, in some place and work one's way up. Um, how do if you everything eat checks today, out with this, I don't really like to eat at this time. I really only eat after about 11 o'clock, and I only, uh, so I eat dinner at 11 o'clock, and then I uh, eat breakfast at 6 a.m. Ah, so you eat We have a rather, um, a very nice place, an Italian place. It's called Sir Maestro's. Uh, but if if you're not feeling up to eating, I can understand that. Personally, I'm um, uh, and I tap the screen and I say, "I'm focused uh, on this. Uh, we got to make sure that." Uh, I kind of, I don't so much glare, but I kind of like I, I kind of squint my eyes and I say, "Mr. Donald's your only cinematographer. That's that's correct." At present, that is correct. No audio. Yes. I nod and I, I jot something down. Uh, and I say, all right. Well, if you need to leave, I completely understand. I, I kind of smile, but this is a, a more pressing matter. Well, I'm not in any rush. If you have any questions about the budget, please do not hesitate to ask. I'm more interested about the show. You see, I've done my fair share with Eve One. And uh, Mary, Mary, mainly, Hell's on Wheels a little bit. Uh, 
but what is, I, I'm not familiar with British reality. So kind of walk me through the process, if you will. Well, it's not much different than uh, your American uh, reality shows. Um, uh, the people living in Great Britain have a long tradition of ghosts and hauntings and things of that nature. Uh, you'd almost say that it's ingrained into our personalities. So these shows are quite popular. They're a bit different in the fact that they don't usually consist of people walking around saying, oh, did you hear that? That doesn't happen as much. We're interested in the history. And uh, if something happens or if something, uh, something is considered creepy, uh, that tends to impact far more more powerfully than jump scares and things like that. But of course, the occasional mouse or rat uh, produces an effect. Yes, we've had a few incidents involving uh, not just animals, but uh, thinking we've seen things in the dark. Where is that force uh, coming from? I, I jump immediately because I had no idea there was another human being in this room. I, I thought we had alone. I think you had a woman in here. Uh, I smile and say, I guess, I guess we're not alone. But let's also talk about uh, Mr. And I kind of flip through a notepad and I say, Mr. Sterling, he's the showrunner. He's the show host. What does he do? Is he talent? He's the host. He's the face, the pretty face, that, uh, and, the, and the very good speaking voice. Uh, he reads his lines, basically, uh, and occasionally we get a rather um, entertaining uh, reaction out of him. But between you and me, he's not exactly uh, a researcher, if you will. We have other people to do that. Uh, uh, I would say I, Irene and Karen are far more competent in that area than he is. But we need somebody to read the lines. And, uh, and I lean in, and I, I smile and say, and so Karen and I lead, or of course researchers uh, assisting you. But tell me, what do you do? Why, have, why has this, and I shrug, wannabe BBC called me in to go over this? You're young, I get that, but... And I, and honestly, I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure why, um, except that those who pay for everything are always a little nervous about how their money is spent. Um, my job is to, you know, is to uh, plan ahead to uh, make sure that all of the uh, T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and... Uh, everything is paid for on time, that all the legal uh, legal forms are filled out and that everything works smoothly. I know. And I, I say, well, I'm sure that uh, the company would be just heartbroken if they lost you. I, I smile. I say, but like I said, pressing matters, and I point back to the screen. What is necessary in such a position is experience, my dear. Well, I mean, for me, 
it's knowing the numbers, knowing the legal terms, knowing the fees, knowing everything. In fact, I got my start uh, not as a producer, but as an editor. I was uh, an editor, uh, an assistant editor with uh, AMC. And then I did a little bit of work over at AMS, and then I got into distribution. Uh, then uh, through uh, Entertainment Network's distribution line, I moved on to television, which is where I am now. Uh, I'm actually, and I, I look around the room and I lean forward and I say, I want you to understand something. I'm not here to take over your job. I understand that that's a thing. We, we both understand that. And I, and I smile as pleasantly as I can. I'm a producer after all. If I have in any way seemed to show you animosity of, of some sort, I apologize. I would like very much to work with you on all of this, this, this particular project. It's a rather unusual project. Usually uh, we choose our own projects through research first, but uh, I don't feel in any way threatened by you, sir. And with That's that, Yanto, your, your cell phone rings. Oh, my cell phone. Thank God I have an up-to-date cell phone. Yes, this is Yanto. And on the other end is Karen. Hello, Karen. Yes, hello. Hi, hi. Um, I wanted to uh, explain some of the information we found that uh, Irene and I found, and I fill them in on the information that we found, the folklore and all that. Oh, that's very interesting. This should make a very good show. Mm -hmm. All right, was there anything else you wanted specifically to research? Um... I don't know. I haven't heard much at all from uh, from uh, David. Um, perhaps you should get in touch with him and see if you can coordinate your efforts to uh, to research. I'm here with, now right, with good, Mr. Good Preston. We're going over the budget. Yeah, okay, so you're getting things hashed out on that end. Yes, I think they're pretty much hashed out, as you say. All right. Right, well, uh, do I'm you want to uh, do you want to meet for lunch at uh, at uh, Semistros? Oh yeah, it sounds delicious. I haven't been there in years. Um, really? Let's uh, meet that in uh, uh, an hour and a half. All right. You know, what? Right. are we gonna are we gonna invite the entire crew out for lunch then, or is it just? Uh, uh, well, yes, of course. Invite right. whoever you want. Like, I don't think Mr. Preston's going to join us. He. He doesn't eat except in the early morning and the late evenings. Um, interesting schedule, but uh, he's a workaholic, I believe. Trying to oh, yeah. impress somebody, I imagine. Hmm. Understandable. Hmm. All right, well, I'll uh, let Irene know. You should probably let the others, get in touch with the others about that, and I will meet you for lunch in, let's say, maybe 30 minutes? No, about an hour and a half. We still have some work to do. Okay, all right. That should Not be right about uh, a noon. Yes. All right. All right. Thank works. you very much. Yep. Not a problem. Um, See you later. All right. So you're able to easily get a hold of everybody, um, and we'll just kind of skip forward a little bit. You all meet uh, up at lunch, um, order, uh, except for William. I mean, you're are, William. Are you gonna be there? No, I think I'd be going over maybe the schedule and at least coordinating the equipment because we're going to an island. There's not going to be a rental house out there. Okay. Yes. It takes um, him a while to figure out what the budget actually looks like. 
So uh, everybody except for uh, William is there um, at, at lunch. Uh, you order. Uh, and Meatball subs. Yeah, all right, so it's that kind of place. So it's uh, you know you get these you know great meatball subs delivered uh, to you, uh, and you all just start talking about everything that that you learned during your uh, you know the research that you've done so far. Without listening in and every once in a while kind of mentioning, well, we, now we're going to need this. Now we're going to need this piece of paper. How do you mm -hmm. expect me to carry all of this? You know, if we have to, I'll muck in and I'll help you out a bit. But come on. Vikings. No, we we could do, do a whole thing on the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Interesting. You know, I'm not... I'm not Averse to carrying things, I pretty much carry the whole show anyway. Can't we get porters in Scotland? Like, don't they have them like to help you up the mountains and stuff? It's those cost a lot of money, you see. Um, Ask some college kids. We could. We could see if we could rope in a few interns. I always like oh, yeah, the of idea of. I always like the idea of getting people to work for me for free. <laughs> as if that actually goes somewhere. Um, um, David, please. Yes. Only a six inch sub. You don't want to put on a lot of weight. No. Got him. I hear they're good. They're All right. Good. You've never eaten here at Maestro's before. Oh, I might be recognized with, with you guys here. It's, uh, it's okay. I thought they had these in the United States. They do. Well, they do. I just haven't been in a few years. Nope. I'll just get a small. Any salad? From what I understand, the meatballs are, meatballs are like big as your head. You forgot Huge. to go. Meatballs. Well, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Have, so, you, have you seen our portions over in the States? Really? So as you're eating lunch and, you know, as the meatball subs come, uh, Dave at some point starts talking about the conversation that he had with his friend. Uh, and when he drops the name Patrick Raleigh, uh, oh. Karen and Irene, at least, the, the name immediately kind of comes to mind um, or rings a bell. And you remember him as being a travel author. Um, and, but the reason that he kind of sticks out uh, with you is that he, he kind of rose to fame because he wasn't just going around documenting, you know, how, you know, to go to, you know, Paris on $10 a day. He was actually going and documenting just very odd cultures and esoteric practices from around the world. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so some of the stuff in his books. Yes, and some of the stuff that you, you've uh, read of his definitely hints at some uh, occult research that he was doing, or, or at least delving into that area. He never actually came out and said that, you know, that's what he was doing, but you, you, you kind of got the feeling that, you know, he was uh, hinting at that. Hmm. So I assume I bring this up if nobody else does. Well, I assume you're all taking notes. Mm, of course. 
Don't expect like me to remember any of this because I'm quite honestly completely uninterested in this. We know, we know thinking is hard for you, Ianto. Uh, it's not that. It's thinking about things that are important, my dear. I see. And I suppose uh, your meatball sub is more important. No, the budget is more important. And Mr. William Preston is quite vexing to me at the moment. We get it. We get it. You two are an item. No, I have a feeling that they are assessing <laughs> us to decide whether to cancel our show. What? Oh, probably. Why else would he be here? If they're going to test us, why do they send us to North of Scotland? They should send us to someplace else like Florida or something. Well, I'm not so sure they're testing us. They're hoping that we will pull off hmm. a oh. highly successful show. But uh, my friends, uh, considering that he's a line producer and he's here to check the budgets, a few harsh words from him and I will be out on my ear and you'll have to deal with him as your new producer. So your choice is either to kiss up to him now, which I would suggest you do. Or you can side with me, and you'll all be out of a job. <laughs> I'm quite... Uh, I'm quite... Uh, I'm quite resolved in that that's probably what will end up happening. And if it doesn't, I shall be very lucky. What exactly is he going to do? Fire me and find another journalist? That's always possible. I am the, I am one of the best at what I do in this field of research. And you are extremely You know that. Attractive, I know that. Which helps a great deal. Oh, exactly. I doubt seriously that they will fire any of the most, the, the three most attractive people on our team. Of course. <clears throat> So it's how's it is, how it is, isn't it? In any case, uh, I think that I've worked out the budget quite well. And uh, already, you seem already. to be uh, well on your way to your research. Mm -hmm. And in fact, with that, um, when he mentions research, uh, you start actually all of you who are there start thinking about you know possibly anything else that you you'd need to you think you'd need to to look into uh, a bit farther. Is um perhaps I can make a suggestion. This this Mr. Raleigh is he still alive? Have you have you checked that out to see? Question. No, I haven't thought of that. Um. And why didn't he take possession of the house? And where is it located, too? Like, is it right near where we're going? I believe it is the house that we're going. It, it's, it's the one the that... same house? I'm getting confused. Correct, oh. yeah. The, the, the house is actually on the island. Yes. Oh. Okay. Do we, do we know so if there's right? a generator at the house? Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to need battery packs. And... Yes, I believe that all that's been taken care of. Oh. Uh, in fact, uh, I was looking at a list in part supplied by Mr. Preston. Um, uh, there's ARR lights, battery powered LEDs, uh, 
LAV mics. I'm not sure what any of this means, you know. This is your purview. And, and that's what, yes. what you're bringing. You, you, you haven't really looked into the actual house yet. Yeah, we yes. should be looking into that house, shouldn't we? Well, I think that we can't look into it until we're there. <laughs> well, I meant the history of the house, Ianto. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you're going to be able to find out all the way over here. Um, but look into the companies, look into, uh, look into the architect. Um, give, give me an idea. Ray. Oh yeah. I rolled a two on that. I got <laughs> I an 80, 83. I didn't. <laughs> so the, since uh, Nathan uh, Gloss was the architect, he would have had to file blueprints with the Royal Institute of British Architects. Good point. So I bring this up. I'm like, well, maybe we should look into the uh, blue, blueprints of the house. We might, we might be able to find information there. Well, yes, certainly. You should also be able to get blueprints of the, uh, the lighthouse. The lighthouse as well. And uh, maps, topographical maps, perhaps. Uh, uh, you know, whatever else you need. Um, okay, okay. Please don't spend a great deal of money doing it, but, you know, find, find what you need. All right. If you can, if you can print it out from the internet, then that is the best course of action. Right. Uh, and of course, find out about the little people, whatever they are, the leprechauns or the fae, as you call them. Roonies. 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 Aye. All right, I'll keep that in mind. I jot all this down. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, with, with that, the um, lunch ends, or shortly after lunch ends, and you all go about doing your uh, various tasks. Um, what is Karen specifically going to research? Well, I'm going to try and get my hands on any information involving this Raleigh guy and maybe these little people first before I do anything involving the blueprints of the island. I mean, that's going to take more time. This is going to be a little bit quicker. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a uh, library use roll then. Just barely. Okay. So you... Start searching around for, for Patrick Raleigh's name. Um, fortunately, uh, it's pretty easy to find uh, things out about him um, because he was so famous. He was a travel writer, uh, like I said, who documented cultures from around the world. He got very famous and rich doing this. And at one point he was even quoted as saying that he, he really wanted to enlighten the masses as to the true nature of the world that, exi that exists just beyond our grasp. Um, mm. You, after some digging though, you're able to find an interesting photo. Um, it's a picture of Raleigh uh, as well as Glass at the opening of one of uh, Glass's houses. Um, they're standing next to each other, uh, looking um, like they're, they're talking, um, which you find, you know, a little bit unusual. They, they both look um, at that point in time. So that, that photo is probably about 10 years old. They look like they're in their 40s. Um, both uh, handsome men. Um, 
there. Uh, as for the, the little people, you, you don't really find too much else out uh, about them. It, it's not really well documented outside of rumors and that, uh, but you do find that they're known for being um, very solitary on the island. Um, they want to be left alone. And because of that, um, people who go there uh, kind of tend to disappear um, if they stay on the island for too long. Hmm. Um, so as, as you're going and doing that, Irene, what, uh, what um, would you be looking for? I'd actually like to see if I could find some blueprints of the house. If this guy was into the occult, maybe the house has some kind of something that's occult based. Sure. Um, so give, uh, I guess, give me a uh, library use role for that. We'll see how much you're able to find. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like a one. Oh, all right. So you are easily able to find um, the uh, the plans for the house. The house is round. Yes. Um, so th the house is uh, actually composed of. Uh, it, it's a round house, um, and according to the blueprints here, it's composed of concentric – the rooms are concentric circles inside. Um, the house itself is um, – let me see here. Uh, the, the house itself is about 160 feet wide, or uh, 49 meters, uh, and the rooms of the house, according to the uh, architectural blueprints, uh, show that it uh, the first floor it's made of two floors uh, the first floor uh, is actually quite large where it's um, 60 feet tall uh, so very huge rooms on the inside whereas the second floor is only about 20 feet tall um, and according to what you see um, on a construction list that's attached to this that um, Inside uh, the outer walls of the structure, and the entire structure is uh, powered by a wind turbine generator on the roof because it is, is extremely windy on the island. And so the generator provides a lot of different, um, or a lot of the power for it, that very unusually is a wire mesh uh, on the inside of the building that essentially turns the entire house into a Faraday cage where no signals can get in or out. Um, and because you rolled so well, um, I, I won't even make you uh, do a, a cultural because you look at this um, and you immediately recognize the design of the rooms. The, the concentric circles that it's showing um, is a design in what's called the egg of life, uh, which is a, a pattern that's used to help harness, uh, that's typically used to help harness um, essentially occult energies. Uh, or uh, to, you know, kind of focus them, which you find, you know, a little bit unusual for within an architectural design for a house. Well, they were obviously up to some form of magic out there. Um, but that's uh, what, what you find. Obviously, you'll be able to share this with everybody. I'll pass it along. Um, the, the one thing that I'll note is uh, on the, the blueprints, um, the, 
it shows that the, the, according to the blueprints that you have there, you can see that there are stairs that go up on the inside and it appears that the inside uh, is actually just like a solid structure. It, it's, there's no room on the inside. So inside those stairs, according to the blueprints, it's um, either a walled off area or just a solid structure, not an actual room. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then going to um, uh, Dave, what, uh, what are you going to be doing? Well, everybody's doing the research. I've got my things packed. I've done my little bit of pre preparation that I have to do. I mean, I'm ready to go as it is. Am I with everyone right now or are we still, we split up after the restaurant, I guess. Yeah, you've kind of split up. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's, 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 my research skills are terrible. <laughs> I'll admit that. I mean, I'm great at talking to people and getting information out of people. I'm great at that. So I'll try to tag along with um, Karen maybe and just see if I can help out with her because maybe if there's something she needs someone to talk to or called, I can help out with that. Okay. Well, um, you know, give me a luck roll. Okay. That's a pass. Just All right. Me. So as, as she's uh, doing the uh, investigation on um, Patrick, um, you kind of get on your phone or your computer and you start looking as well. And you're actually able to come across uh, an article um, about uh, the disappearance uh, of Nathan Glass. Um, oh, great. Look at this, Karen. I'm sorry. I was a little bit absorbed in my books here. Let me see that. Yeah. Huh. Here we go. Some information on the disappearance. Hmm. This is interesting. Famed architect Nathan Glass and popular travel author Patrick Raleigh are currently lost at sea. They're both missing after being scheduled to return from the island of Island Moor three days ago. Mr. Glass is a well-known architect, famous for such products as his recreation, sorry, recreation of William Beckford's Ponto Abbey. His most recent project has been the construction of a house from for Raleigh on the Leyland, on the island, nicknamed the Glass House. Rayleigh, a travel author known for bringing obscura and esoteric cultures to light, was planning on purchasing the house starting after completion. Both men and eight additional surveyors traveled to the island to ensure the house met the usual construction specifications and were on the return trip when the boat went missing. Glenn Rose, one owner of Rose Construction in Stornoway, was hired to build the house on Island Moor, but did not accompany the surveying trip. I only hope they can be found safe and well, Mr. Rose stated. Wreckage appeared on the western shore of the Isle of Lewis yesterday morning. What has now been confirmed, this is from the boat carrying the surveying crew. Officials have stated it likely is. This is not the first time Eileen Moore has been involved in mysterious disappearances. In 1900, three lighthouse keepers vanished after a long December storm. Despite an extensive search, their bodies were never found and are rumored to haunt the island. Audrey Glass, wife of Nathan, could not be reached for comment. Readers may recall that the two have been embroiled in a very public divorce that is yet to be finalized. The names of the six surveyors missing are Virginia Bell, Naomi Brown, Fiona Cooper, Wal Walter, Davies. Walter, yeah, Davies, it's supposed to be Walter. Sorry. Uh, Thomas James, and Gregory Scott. Hmm. Now, just a question to the game master here. When we were speaking, you said that he was building the house for Patrick Raleigh, but 
did you say there's a connection between Raleigh and his ex-wife? No. Uh, no. The, so, um, from what you're able to piece together, uh, Raleigh had uh, hired uh, Nathan to design and build the house. Oh, right. um, Nathan yeah. at the time was going through this divorce with Audrey. Um, and because he wanted to basically hide his assets from her so she wouldn't get anything in the divorce, um, he made a deal with Patrick to fund the entire house. And then after the divorce was over, Patrick would pay him the money for the house and then he would get this huge windfall. And since it would be after the divorce, he wouldn't have to give any of it to Audrey. Okay, I understand. Mm. Well, that's curious or incurious, Ricard Alice. Look at that. Okay, well, that's, that's it. Well, we've got the names of the other disappearing, or dis persons who disappeared now. Mm -hmm. Well, we, do you want to do any research on them, or should we possibly wait till we get to... Well, it's, I mean, the internet's pretty chock full of information. You're better at it than me, but we, let's, uh, let's do some more and see if we can find anything else. Right, I have a feeling that surveys. I'm, I'm more interested in the fellow that uh, Mr. Rose, the owner hmm. of Rose Construction, that he didn't accompany them. So, like, right. Is there anything on him as well? Yeah, and if we can find anything on him, we might as well, re might as well interview him if he's available once we get to where we need to go. Mm-hmm, okay. Sounds All reasonable. Right, yeah, let's let's look up some information ahead of time. Let's see yep. if we can find anything. Yep, sounds good. Okay. Um, so while you're doing that, uh, Donald, Oriantu, or, or William, uh, what are you guys doing? I, I don't want to leave you guys out. Um, I'd like to phone Yanto. Yanto. Hello. Um, it's uh, it's it's Donald. Have have, uh, have you got a minute? Oh, um, go ahead, Tom. What, what can well, I do it's, for it's, it's just what you, what you said at dinner um, about this uh, this this business of the the show being cancelled. You can. I'm just. Um, I'm a wee bit worried about that. We're all worried about that. I mean, of how, how likely do you think that is? Should I start looking for something else just in case, or? <laughs> Donald, uh, how long have you been in this business? This well, isn't your um, first oh, show, is it? No, no, I've been, I've been doing this for 16, 17 years. Well, most shows, in my experience, go as far as they can go, and then they're cancelled. It's well, just yeah, I don't know. I, I appreciate that, but obviously, I've been, I've been with this show since the beginning, so obviously, I've, I've come to sort of, you know. Yes. I've grown used to the income. It's just that I've got bills to pay. And if I'm going to carry on making ends meet, I, I need to start sort of putting the feelers out. I mean, I know there's a new Harry Potter that starts filming in October. Um, Harry Potter and um, the uh, earwig of tedium. Yes, something like and that. I thought yes. <laughs> maybe, you know, I might be able to get something on that, maybe. Uh, and you know, it's. Uh, I think. Second Donald, unit, probably. But, you know. Donald, you'd you'd like me to be completely honest with you. I would. I would. And the fact is that, uh, you know, the show has been suffering a bit over the last season. 
we were truly, truly hoping that we would get to to, uh, to film in the Tower of London, and uh, that seems to have been postponed. Um, and the fact that they that they brought then this this situation for us, really without consulting us as to what they wanted us to do, it is a sign that the show may be winding down. So, I I wouldn't I recommend. Mean, I, I, is, I, is there any way to, to change that? I mean, you know, do you, do you need me to? Um, I think we need to do the best with the camera work again, like um, like we have before. Oh well, that certainly wouldn't hurt. Um, I think that we must do the best job that we can possibly do, and not to worry about doomsday. Uh, simply. Um, uh, don't let that distract you from uh, doing a good job. You understand? Um, well, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll ask someone. Um, I mean, you know, no, 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 nothing personal, but just to cover my my my, my back, I'll I'll put some feelers out and see if there's a chance of possibly getting a job on um, Harry Potter and the um, Cylinder of Boredom or whatever. Well, I think that that's. That's a prudent thing for you to do. Uh, it's something that I would myself be looking into myself. Um, as my, my English threw out, flew out the window there for a moment. Um, I think that you should consider uh, also, though, that you are on contract and that uh, you are obliged to, to stay with us until the very end. Oh, I, I, I mean, you know, obviously. I think that it would be wise. I'll see it through. Don't you worry. To uh, to have other options in case uh, the hammer falls. Nay, bother, pal. You've made that quite clear. Uh, I, I want to tell you though that you are quite uh, quite an excellent cameraman, and we have uh, relied on you a great deal over the years, and that uh, you have in fact saved our asses occasionally. Uh, with your very clever uh, camera work. Well, don't, don't don't you worry, pal. Your your donkeys are safe with me. Well, you will have a great L recommendation from me, no matter what you do. It's good to know. Okay. Is there anything well, I else? Just, no, no, I just I just wanted to know how things stood. I just you know I think you've I think you've uh, made the situation clear. Well, Obviously, for, for now, for the time being, I'll concentrate on what we're doing. I just, you know, in the back of my mind, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm prepared if the worst does come to the Well, then uh, have a pleasant evening, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Right, you Good night. Okay. Happy bye. Uh, William, what, what were you uh, doing uh, the whole time? Uh, so I assume I've gone over the budget. It's been probably hours. So uh, at this point, uh, I'm, I guess I'm going through the budget line by line and making sure that we can get the equipment. To know all the equipment that we're going to need, I need to know if there's power at the house. So I'm going to call the lawyer. OK. Um, you uh, call the lawyer, uh, uh, Valerie Irvine uh, picks up. Uh, she says, uh, yes, uh, 
can I uh, help you? Hi there, Valerie. This is William Preston. Uh, I'm working on behalf of the Other Side television show. Ah, yes. I remember uh, meeting you this morning. Yes. Uh, I'm currently going over uh, the budget and what equipment we're going to need. Uh, let me ask you, uh, actually, I'll, I'll skip that. I'm sure that you've already signed the, the location waivers with, uh, with uh, Ianto. Um, so yes. let's talk about the house. Is it powered? She says, well, uh, I know that there is a generator there. However, I don't believe that uh, you could guarantee that it's working. It's been seven, eight years since somebody has been there. So uh, I don't believe anybody has gone in the house since then. All right. Uh, nearest hospital. Is there, is it this, how, how far is town from the house exactly, or the nearest house for that matter? Is it completely isolated? Well, you, you would be on an island that's 20 miles from shore. So, the, so, so no, no, no hospital, I write down. No, no. Yeah, um, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a doctor or something in Stornoway, but uh, there's probably not any major hospitals. Um, so because it's on an island, uh, I'm also going to guess that there is no one there. There's no neighbors or anything like that. Should we be concerned with locking up the house? Uh, to save money, I will suggest, Yantu, uh, that uh, someone stay with the equipment and that the equipment be left out within the house. Uh, do you see any problem with that? No, I, I don't see any problem with that whatsoever. All right. I just don't want the hassle of having to load everything on the grip truck, driving the drip grip truck onto the ferry, the, the whole process. It's just going to be a hassle. Uh, she says, um, um, well, may, maybe we, uh, it, it wasn't made clear that there's no ferry to the island. Um, you'll probably have to uh, rent a fishing boat or something like that to get to the island. Um, and even if there right. was a ferry, there's no road from the uh, the docks to to the lighthouse. It's a fairly steep, um, or from the pictures that I've seen, it's a fairly steep uh, walk up some stairs. Uh, oh, so you've to, never actually, you've never no, actually. No, I haven't. No, I've okay. seen pictures of it from Miss Gloss, but I have never been to it. Um. All right. We'll probably just rent a van or something like that and put it onto the fishing uh, boat and then de-haul it, just drive it up. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, let's talk about the town. So we've talked about lodgings. You've, uh, you've already talked with uh, the, uh, the director about the lodging. Um, yes. How many nights are we good for? Just want to make sure that if we have to overstay that uh, we put it in the budget. She says, I honestly don't know. Um, you guys handled all that. Uh, you can stay for as long as you want for all I care. Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if, uh, if I didn't ask this. Uh, any safety concerns? Any what? Any safety concerns. Uh, in the house, uh, from, from the way that the, uh, the crew was talking, um, dusty, People haven't been there for very long. Are you sure it's structurally sound? Are you sure that it's uh, maintained storms, stuff like that? Is it safe? She says, well, from a legal perspective, the studios have signed out waivers uh, 
removing Miss Gloss and myself uh, as well as the realty company from any damages or uh, issues that may occur. Uh, so, you know, while I don't know of any particular safety uh, concerns, uh, I would be uh, obviously, I, I would recommend, you know, being careful. It's very windy up there. Um, you know, the house has been not abandoned, but uh, not lived in or, or entered in the last seven or eight years. So, you know, I'm sure, I I don't know what the, how, um, how uh, completed it was uh, after all this occurred. So you could, you may very well find rooms that are unfinished or, you know, construction materials lying around and let's face it, you know, nails lying around after eight years are, are tending to be probably a little bit rusty. Of course. And I'm just asking simply because I need to know if we need to have someone on set, but I think we'll be fine with just the standard first aid kit. Yeah, I, to be honest uh, with you, Mr. Preston, um, you know, speaking as a lawyer, I would not really be worried too much. Um, it's, it's an island literally in the middle of the ocean. Um, except for the wind, you know, maybe chipping over a rock is going to be your biggest worry. Of course. Um, is it possible for me to get in touch with the realtor? I know that the house is currently going to be on the market. Uh, so I just want to contact the realtor because, you know, if she was actually in the house, she can kind of tell me which rooms not to go in and which, fill, which rooms that we should specifically film in. Uh, she says, sure, but um, I'll be honest with you, the, nobody has, not even uh, Ms. Gloss or, or the realtor has been over into the house. Um, really? When I say nobody has been there in eight years, nobody has gone in in eight years. Ms. Gloss refuses to go in because of the issues that she's had. Um, and I believe the realtor has not yet had a chance to, to go up there yet. Uh, all right. I, I kind of nod with, with the phone press. Like this I say, uh, all right, I guess me and Bianto will uh, have to location scout when we get there. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredibly helpful, actually. Uh, I'll call you if I have any other concerns. Do you mind also, uh, this may be a, a breach of, uh, of professionality, but is it possible for me to get Mrs. Gloss, Ms. Gloss's information as well? Uh, I, I'd like to call her if there is anything wrong with the house. Uh, he says, or she says, um, absolutely. And she gives you uh, her number. Um, and she says, actually, I will be uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, I am going on vacation. Um, so I will not be able to, uh, you won't be able to be reached. Uh, I'm sorry, you won't be able to reach me. Um, in addition to that, my partner uh, will be in New York as well, so he will not be able to be reached. So uh, Ms. Gloss is probably going to be your um, uh, your best bet. All right. Well, I will contact her if I have any questions. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Absolutely. You too. And I hang up. I throw the phone down on the table and I say, well, that was unhelpful. And I cross it and I, and I cross everything off the list. And I say, all right, um, I'm going to call Yantu now. Bring, bring Yantu. Yantu. 
Yonzo, it's, uh, it's William. So I just got done talking with the lawyer. I've gone over some of the basic stuff, uh, how far we can pull power, if there's, if there's a possibility of us getting uh, generators out there. Um, both of those seem pretty much impossible. It looks like we're going to have to do battery-powered LEDs. Uh, we're going to have to charge up at least three power bricks for the camera before we head out there. It's just... It's a mess. No one's been there for eight years, apparently. Yes, that's that's what she said. Apparently, though, uh, some of our researchers have discovered that the house itself is built uh, as a form of a generator. There's a a kind of a windmill thing upon the roof, which supplies the house with uh, electrical power. If that is still in operation, um, that might not be a problem. It might be something that we should do when we get there to see what well, exactly actually, we're going to need. I was actually going to bring that up. Um, I suggest you and I head out maybe a day early. Um, we can at least make sure that the lodging is there for the crew so that when they're called time uh, for the show begins, yeah, they're actually there and they actually have lodging. But my main concern is getting to the island. We're going to need to uh, procure a fishing boat and also I think we should location scout. If no one's been here for eight years, we don't know what kind of hazards we're putting the crew in. I see. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Um, I've, I've myself have done a little bit of research and tried to find out of all that stuff. There's, there's a number of fishing boats, perhaps, that can travel us across. Um, uh, yes, if you don't mind uh, traveling business class. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I can book right now, actually. Um, good. Um, uh, yes, um, uh, please, uh, the, take the, I suppose that's a, that's a good enough opportunity. Um, I will inform the others that uh, we will be leaving a day early. Tomorrow? What time? Uh, yes, I think we should leave probably around 10. It should take about, what, two, three hours to get there? So we should show up there by early afternoon. Well, you have the, uh. I assume you're on your computer. Yes, I am. I wonder how far it would actually be. All right. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Flights from London. Oh, here we go. Let's I'm not see. sure you're going to be able to. I, I will have to rent a car when you're there. Yeah, that's actually not that bad. It's actually pretty, pretty close. Okay. Yeah, it's only, how long? Yeah, it's only uh, three and a half hours. Okay. So, yeah. No problem. We can easily do that. We'll start, uh, we'll meet up at 10, and it's, uh, like I said, you and me, we'll head up early, uh, we'll make sure everything's locked down, we'll make sure we have all the hazards, and then when the crew arrives, we will know exactly what we're dealing with. I don't want the crew going in blind. I especially don't think you want the crew going in blind, Mr. Mr. Budget Guy. And I uh, hit the computer screen with my pen. Of course. Though I've been told that there's probably not much there but a few rocks. Uh, but we'll, we'll check it out for them, yes. Better to be safe than sorry, in my professional viewpoint. Well, good night and good night. Uh, have a pleasant evening. Yes, it's, uh, it's about to be my dinner time, actually. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot. You eat at 11, precisely. 
Well, not precisely, but I, I try. Ah, not precisely. I see. Uh, just uh, after eleven, a little bit of leeway in there for you. Well, yeah, steak and uh, and spinach after eleven. Yeah, a good choice. All right. Good evening. All right. Good night. Uh, hang right. out. All right. That um, is, that's that's me done. So you're easily. Uh, so if I understand right, you're you're leaving a day early uh, in the morning or early afternoon to to head up there just to. Get everything set up uh, that you want. Yeah, yeah I want to make sure that everything is ready so that the crew feels at least comfortable. I don't know how the set works, but I'm kind of like taking, I'm, I'm, I'm spinning the wheels. Okay, so spinning those wheels. And, and I, of course, call everybody and tell them what the plans are. Okay, all right. Um, easily, not a problem. Um, so, given the fact that uh, everybody will be leaving in the morning. Uh, if I heard right, um, Karen and Irene were doing some additional research, uh, some, some last minute stuff on the lighthouse. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit of last minute stuff on the lighthouse. Okay. Um, you know, you, you're able to find out um, not much information outside of what you, you've already uh, found. Um, you did find, you know, you found the article, the original article on the lighthouse about the, the three uh, lighthouse keepers who disappeared. Um, actually, give me a, uh, both of you give me a library use role, um, just for, for one last search. Not this time. Oh, me neither. Okay. Um, you know, in, uh, it, it's typical lighthouse size, it's about 80 feet tall. Um, like you previously found, it's fully automated, uh, has been so since the 80s. Um, uh, beyond that, uh, you really don't find uh, too much else on it. Well, Irene, we can always look it up online when we get there, so you can find anything that way. Okay. Okay. Um, then uh, any other uh, final things that anybody wants to do before you, uh, the next day when you get on a plane? Aside from pack, no. Okay. Could I make a call? To, do I have a friend over there? I get a little nervous when I can't. Never mind. It's, it's, they got, they have issues over there with firearms, don't they? Well, you're already over in England. Over there now. Okay, I'm losing yeah. that. Okay. I can't. Well, I'm assuming we all have the proper permits because I would have had my, my gun on me as well. I mean, I've been oh, attacked in the past and I'm not going to deal with it again. Well, you can, you can you own can rifles it. and shotguns, but handguns are illegal. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So no handgun for me. All good. Okay. So the next morning, uh, you all uh, get on the plane. Um, you have your equipment with you, uh, whichever equipment that you're planning on taking, the stuff that you've already listed, plus anything else that would make sense for you to have. Uh, you get on a plane. Uh, it's a fairly short ride um, from London to Stornoway. Uh, and you land and find that uh, Stornoway is a uh, fairly, you know, s small, medium-sized town. Um, 
as soon as you get off the plane, you can see advertisements for a whiskey distillery that's just been built at a golf course, which apparently is having some type of golf tournament this weekend. Um, uh, and you make your way to the uh, your hotels uh, where you're or or whatever you're going to do for the first day. William was going to start scouting things. Um, and uh, assume everybody, uh, somebody will be renting a, a van or a car for you guys uh, because Stornoway, again, is not your final destination. Stornoway is kind of like on the east side of uh, uh, the country, whereas Carloway, which is where, you know, you'll, you'll go where the uh, hotel is, is on the west side. It's about a uh, hour drive or so. Um, but with that, I think we're at a good stopping point. Okay. Cool. You want, we will stop there then. Cool. Very interesting game so far. All right. Our players included Jerry Bryant, Jen Coulter, Sean Little, Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, and myself with Tyler Hudak as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations. Some of the most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. You may have heard uh, that uh, Dustin uh, from Chaosium uh yeah, he was one of the folks that was made homeless by hurricane harvey a friend of his has set up a gofundme page to help with his expenses and uh, if you'd like to help him out a little bit i'm going to post a link in the uh the description below uh like share and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we love hearing from you this is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Till next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>